30 second clip of Jeremy getting danced on by a milk covered stripper who thinks she is a cat. I'm not here for your entertainment. You don't really want to mess with me tonight. Just stop and take a second. I was fine before you walked into my All right, and welcome back to. The uh, Vag Dialogues. I'm your host, Claire Sampson. I'm joined today by the lovely Emily Rizicki. Say hello to the folks at home. Hello, folks at home. Happy to be here. Yay. She is consented to come over uh, late in the evening after, you know, being with her little fabulous toddler all day to sit down and record with me. So thank you and welcome. Thank you for having me. Delighted to be here. Yay. So we're going to kick it off with our questions we ask our first time co-host to go through. So do you remember when we first met? Oh, when we first met, oh, geez. Oh, well, it, probably pledging. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a specific time. I don't remember a specific instance, just that it was pledging related. Yes, exactly. I think I probably remember, I think it was inductions. Mm-hmm. That's when probably. I really made note probably. of people. Like, you might have been at a rush, but it probably yeah. went, like, yeah. over the head. Yeah. So that would have been, like, what, 2000, when did you pledge? 2005? 2005. 2005. So, wow. So 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Whoa, we're getting old. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Whoops. That's, that, that's a just a little bit. Um, so then, uh, what fact surprises people the most about you, would you say? Um, I, I think, I mean, those people that have, have known me in recent years know this about me, but for people that haven't met me, um, or haven't met me, haha, haven't <laughs> spent that much time with me or don't know me that well, uh, probably that I've worked at a pawn shop. That I have that background. Oh, how do you wind up working for the pawn, the um, pawn shop? Yeah, I know. It always sounds like the other one. <laughs> Funny quick uh, story. My boss at the pawn shop, um, his um, mother-in-law thought he worked at a porn shop for like four years. <laughs> and it would always, get, like, whenever he would talk about work, she would get really, like, offended and uppity. And, like, one, she has said something someday and someone's like, wait a minute, what do you think Jimmy does? And yeah, it was it was, uh, it was pretty. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> so I always feel like people are gonna think I'm saying porn shop when I say porn shop, and I don't know how many actually do. <laughs> but, but no, um, uh, my dad worked at one for a few years, so I've always kind of been, you know, a part of the industry. I grew mm-hmm. up helping out there on the side when I was a kid. I grew up going to flea markets with my dad, so I've always been in that buy sell business, um, just by proxy. But um, after I was, I had a interesting job history. Um, cause you know, I graduated in 2008, so everybody had an interesting job history that graduated around that time. Right. And I hit a point where I really needed to do something other than weigh tables. And, um, the pawn shop that my dad worked at had recently got bought out by a large conglomerate pawn shop and they were hiring. So I, uh, went over there and talked to the manager and told them why they wanted to hire me. And they did. So. Excellent. And speaking of, we do a lot of plugs on this show, Mm -hmm. and so you were saying that your dad, you know, kind of introduced you to some of the Mm -hmm. stuff and took you to the flea markets. Do you think that's where your love of of the find and the hunt comes in now? Oh, yeah. And I mean, not even just him, but my mom, too. I mean, I grew up going back way, way, way back before thrift stores were a thing. Like, there's a Goodwill on every corner now. Like, everybody goes to thrift stores now. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was a kid, it was not cool. Like, you did not tell people you got your shoes or whatever at a thrift store. But that's all. There was a unique... um, not far from where I grew up, and um, that's where we went every Monday for Half Price Day, mm-hmm. my whole childhood, and that's where 90% of my stuff came from. So, I mean, I was taught at a young age that there was nothing wrong with that, and you should save money and shop smart. So that was ingrained in me from a very young age. And now you've turned it into your own at-home business, yes? Yes, yes. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I, I really enjoy 
I, I've always enjoyed just, just searching for things. It's kind of a thrill for me to come across something awesome that, you know, I mean, you walk into Nordstrom's and you see something, you're like, oh, I love that. Oh, look, it's $297. I quite often find those items for $4.99. So at this point, even though I'm not a very fashionable person, I know a lot about fashion um, just through that. And it's, it's kind of a fun thing to get to toy in a world that... That I normally wouldn't be able to afford to even look at. That's so awesome. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Plus, I like helping people get those things that they can't afford for a really good price. Absolutely. And so. some of those unique finds and things like yeah. that are always good. Very yes. cool. All right. Do you have any crazy Claire stories? Any crazy Claire stories? Uh, I, I, I have some crazy stories that involve Claire, not specifically <laughs> that Claire did. Um, there was way back in the day, way long time ago, there was a person who... Um, who propositioned Claire and her husband for a three-way, and Claire lost her shit. I remember that. Claire was, she was very upset, and I listened to a very funny rant about it. Oh, I'm more sure. than once, actually. That was that's my funny Claire story. Oh, I'm that's sure there's funny. many more back in my brain somewhere, but that's the one that I remember. I think I remember who you're talking about. <laughs> there were a couple instances. We had to have a couple discussions. Because, <laughs> I, I, you know, I know other people listen to my dear sweet husband's podcast. Mm-hmm. And in case you haven't picked up on this, Jared flirts with everybody. <laughs> and every so often we come across people that are like, oh, my God. He's they, interested. He's interested. They think he has eyes only for them. And it's yeah. just like, no, he does that to the waiter at Chili's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Simmer down now. Like, we're married, but not that way. Exactly. <laughs> like, sorry, folks. Let's move on. <laughs> but he is. He's one of those people. Like, he is. Yeah. He's yep. a flirty guy. And he will. And he's very open and friendly. He makes eye contact. Yes. That's a big thing. This is something else. I have another friend who shall remain nameless, but he was mm-hmm. at a uh, New Year's Eve party. Mm-hmm. And at 4 o'clock in the morning, I'm trying to sleep. Someone's snoring on my floor. We hold big <laughs> New Year's Eve parties, and, like, people just kind of fall wherever. Mm-hmm. And... I'm like, who is sleeping on my floor? And then they were snoring. I was very unhappy. Mm-hmm. And then I hear my dearest friend downstairs go, hey, let's play Cards Against Humanity. And I'm like, all right, cool, let's do it. I got back up, came downstairs. One of my friends was there. And sitting at the table was not only, um, there were probably like five or six girls and maybe two mm-hmm. guys. And afterwards, every single one of those girls goes, oh my God, he was totally flirting with me. I'm like, dude, he was flirting with Brian and Steve too. So <laughs> There are some people like that though, like men and women who are just mm-hmm. very, they just have that, that I don't know, that vibe. Right. They're just very, very friendly, very mm-hmm. flirty, and it's it's not a bad way to be. I mean, no, it gets you what you want a lot of the time, and it can be very handy. It's a handy life skill, but... <laughs> Yeah, you do. It, you do run the risk if you're married to one of them of uh, having other people proposition your significant other. <laughs> Oops. One time, uh, that's that's a fun story. Um, doesn't have Jeremy actually? He didn't used to be like this, but he is a lot. He's actually very very charming. I think he doesn't. I think you wouldn't know it if you've known him for a really long time because it's it's more of a recent skill that he's learned. Mm-hmm. Um, but like if I see him talking to a woman like he like with work relationship or he needs something from somebody. I'm like, whoa, who was that man? Why am right. I not married to him? Like, he's super charming with everybody. And we were in um, a bar in uh, his uh, grandpa's bar in Wisconsin years ago on vacation. And when I went to the bathroom, an older lady saddled up next to him at the bar and was like, hey, who's that woman in the bathroom? He's like, that's my girlfriend. She's like, how serious are you? Can I buy you a drink? And he's like, no, my girlfriend's going to be out in the bathroom in a minute. <laughs> Oops. Oh, that's funny. I thought that was funny. But I came out, he's like, you're never going to believe what happened. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Jeremy. I thought that was good. Oh, for sure. That sounds, that sounds about right. 
Because he's just not that person to ever do anything. No, oh god, he's the most trustworthy person on the entire planet. I, we were some, I don't even know who this was, there was some college class I was in, and some girl didn't like me or something, and she knew Jeremy or something somehow, Mm -hmm. and she came up to me one day, she goes, hey, I saw Jeremy at this bar last night, I was like, okay. She's like, but you know, I saw him at a bar. I was like, that's fine, he can go to a bar. She's like, are you okay? Well, if you don't want to hear it, then I'm like, I, there's nothing for me to hear. Yeah. I, that's okay. Right. <laughs> Carry on with your life. <laughs> well, because I've known him over a decade now, and I've never seen him do anything never. untrustworthy. Like, I'm trying never. to find something that he did sketchy, and, he's like, not, I can't He's, like, the think. least sketchy person. I horrify him with my sketchiness. <laughs> like, on a daily basis, he's like, God, you're shady. Like, he's, like, the most straight-edge person on the entire planet. He wouldn't even smoke pot on our honeymoon because he was, like, too paranoid to do it. Oh, my God. At all. Like, because he oh. might get drug tested sometime in the future. We'll have to someday yeah. embarrass him and pull out the video of his 18th birthday? Was it eight? No. Which one? Jerry Springer? The Jerry Springer thing? Jerry Springer Oh, I, I pull that out on him a lot. That's amazing. Yeah, it's on YouTube. <laughs> if anyone wants to see it. Yeah. But that's... Jerry's, oh, yeah. Jerry's Book Club 2. It's just, it's on YouTube. Look it up that way. <laughs> Google it. Google Jerry's Book Club 2. And There's a 30-second clip of Jeremy getting danced on by a milk-covered stripper who thinks she is a cat. And it's amazing. Yes. You're it, welcome for that. It folks. happened. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. Oh, maybe this has been his 19th birthday. No, I don't know what it was. I just know it it was before I met him. <laughs> <laughs> I knew him at the time, and it was hilarious. Still think it's funny. Absolutely will forever. <laughs> oh, Yes. All right. All right. Our next question is, um, we'd like to play kind of a would you rather kind of question. Mm -hmm. And yours this week is pick a Rory boyfriend, a Rory from Gilmore Girls, because I am a big Gilmore Girls fan. You are a big Mm -hmm. Gilmore Girls fan. So that this one would be fun. So this is, is, are we picking who should Rory have ended up with or who who would we want to end up with? Who would you want to end up with? If you could pick any of the Rory boyfriends, who would you go with? I would go with Jess. It's a very controversial answer because he was kind of a jackass in the beginning, mm-hmm. but um, who he turned into I thought was pretty hot, independent, like owned his own little printing press and wrote books and was, I don't know, I always liked that type of guy. That was like who I was into in high school. A mm-hmm. little bit like punk rock, edgy, really, really smart, likes to read. Definitely my type. Um, I, w- I would be tempted to pick Logan because I would love the whole life of leisure thing. Right. Oh, but for sure. He would annoy the hell out of me, so yeah. that really wouldn't last. That would be more of like a fling. Mm-hmm. But yeah, totally, totally just for me. Yeah, understood. And he did kind of come into his own. And yeah, he totally did. It's one of those things when you dissect it, you go, you have to go apart to sometimes grow. Yes. Especially when you meet at such a young age, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the just thing on that one. Mm-hmm. Be able to break apart and see oh, how yeah. things go. Yeah. Yes. He's definitely. Yes. He's, he's the guy that, you know, you want to, you want to change, but he actually did change. So he did. <laughs> and I think in some ways too, it happened a little bit, kind of the same arc with Logan at the end. Too, yeah, he did. He was a much better guy towards the end to try and, you know, make that work. Cause I think they wrote him in and then like the writers weren't quite sure what to do with no, Logan. He was just such a dick in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And even when they were, yeah, he was just like the classic, like rich, spoiled bad boy. Yeah. That like, you're like a waste of space. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did turn into a much better guy, but I just could never take somebody like that seriously. No. If you have a trust fund, I can't take you seriously. I'm sorry. Right. It's just who I am. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> no worries at all. All right. And then our last question of the get to know you section is what do you eat on your Chipotle burrito? Um, I don't get a burrito. I get a burrito bowl. That's because okay. I just feel like I don't need the extra 300 calories um, <laughs> in addition to the rest of the burrito. I know, because the tortilla is insane. Oh, it's huge. Like, why, why am I spending yes. this many calories do you, for Do you some, actually want, yeah. like, my actual list of what's on my yes. chili burrito? Yes, what do you get in your chili burrito? It does not sound entirely riveting, but... Um, That's okay. <laughs> I, get, um, I get the... Uh, 
the which beans? What comes first? I don't even remember. The chicken. Let's well, just say yeah. chicken, black beans. I'm the only one in my family that likes black beans better than pinto beans. White or brown rice? I like the white rice. I, I do, too. even though the brown is healthier. It's really not, actually. Really? That's good Folks news. at home, random fact of the week. Here we are. I was able to plug one in for you. Is that the rice, the nutritional value between the white and brown rice at Chipotle is practically non-existent. Well, that's good it's, news. There's like, I always feel guilty for getting the white rice. <laughs> um, the difference between the two, it's like a gram of fiber. I mean, Ooh. you're not, it's not like you're getting like four times the fiber that you are. That like, go and read your nutrition facts at chipotle.com it's not worth it especially because when you trade up the fiber you also trade up the caloric intake Hmm. so if you're counting calories go with the white rice it's actually less but um an excellent fact that i did now you know and i am glad to know that thank you claire you're welcome and actually the steak is also a better option there's more Mm -hmm. lean protein and less fat yes Hmm. i good read the nutrition i like like steak but i am very sketchy on other people cooking my steak I like cooking my own steak. Well, I don't know why. And if you're not at a consistent Chipotle, mm-hmm. you can be a little... Uh, yeah, I, I've had enough iffy steak before that I usually go for the chicken in those situations. Yes. I keep plugging my favorite place on the planet around here called Taco Diner, and they're opening one, one up the road from us. Mm, that's good enough. There's one in Bolingbrook on Weber and Bounton, and now they're opening one down the road. And oh, so I'm super excited my when they My favorite little taco place is Taco Fresco in Naperville. Ooh. Love it. Haven't been to that one. See, this is why we talk about Chipotle, folks, because yeah. tacos... Apparently, I can't believe all this conversation just off Chipotle. Off Chipotle. Because <laughs> uh, there's no such thing as too many tacos. I had tacos that is for dinner. True. I love tacos. I had tacos, I had tacos for yesterday. lunch. See? I would eat it every day of every meal of every week. Beautiful, beautiful thing. Yes. Yes. That's, that's always fun. So, um, you have a child, correct? I do have a child, yes. How old is your child? My child is going to be three in June. Three. So, almost three. Almost three? Mm-hmm. And he keeps you on your toes. He does. He keeps me very much on my toes. He is, um, what have he has been called spirited? Mm-hmm. That's one of the nicer things he's been called. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, he's uh, he is. I don't know what the quick way to describe him. Um, he's energetic. He mm-hmm. likes to seek out danger and um, messy things, and he has an unlimited amount of energy. And curiosity. And, yes, extremely, extremely curious. And the, the biggest thing about him that I love and hate all at the same time is determination. If he wants to do something, he will stop at nothing. I can, like, put something way out of his reach, and the second I leave or forget about it, or it's hours later and I forgot about it, he's climbing something to get it. I mean, he his, he socks out whatever it is away in his memory, and he will figure it out. If something doesn't fit, he will damn well make it fit. If he can't get out that lock, he will pick keys <laughs> at it until he finds her a key to get out that lock. He is... Extremely, extremely determined and an excellent uh, problem solver. Oh, yes. When Mara was at that age, because Mara just turned five yesterday. Happy oh. birthday, baby. So old. <laughs> so old. But back when she was little, we heard passionate was my favorite word to describe mm, that's her. That's a good word, yeah. Because everything Mara felt was at a 10 or a 12. There yeah. was no, like, one or twos. Everything was, like, super intense. Yeah. She's a very intense child. Yeah. So even though she and Max are very different in many ways. They're I under- similar. Yeah. In other ways, ways, you're yeah. like, oh, my God. It, it, can get, it gets better. There's yes. hope. In the He's already, I mean, yeah. one, zero to one was hard. One to two was extremely atrocious. Mm-hmm. Two, and a, two to two and a half was hard. Two and a half to now has been like night and day. It was since he started, mm-hmm. he started therapy for his sensory processing disorder in October. And that just basically makes him crazy. And uh, he's been, since starting therapy, he's calmed down so much. Everyone told me that three was so much worse than two, but I think in my case, the two was so much worse than three, and now that Mm -hmm. I've got some of his crazy under control a little bit, I mean, personally, 
he's been so much easier the last couple months. Yeah. Oh, and I'd even say, again, in agreement with you, um, Connor almost didn't make it to four. Yeah. Oh, that kid. Whew. He's lucky he survived to four. But Mara, on the other hand. Yeah. I said it started telling people she had the terrible twos at 15 months. That's exactly how I'm Max like, was. I'm exactly going to drown you in your sleep. Yeah, I mean, never he, did. Every but. single thing that, that he did that were like horror stories I'd hear about three year olds mm-hmm. doing, he did before he was, well before he was two. Oh, yeah. But around one, he yeah. was doing those things. And when everyone told me over and over and over again that three was worse, I was like, you know what? No, I choose to not believe that because <laughs> I will go kill myself. Right. In like a corner somewhere. <laughs> like, I won't make it. I think Mara was much easier at three, and then every year it's she's gotten better. Cause yeah. And, uh, you know, even though she was talking, she couldn't put into words what she was thinking. Mm-hmm. So she would still get that confusion and yes. sort of frustrated. Oh, she gets so mad at you? And that's a big thing with Max, too, is yeah. his, his words are a little behind. Yeah. But, in, you know, I even noticed, like, you guys came over one week, then a couple weeks later came over, and big there was difference. a huge difference. Big difference. Really, in, yeah. within the last couple weeks, he's something clicked. Like, he woke up one morning, and, I don't know, something made sense to him that didn't before, because he's been an awesome kid the last few weeks. Yeah. Do you remember back when, oh, God, you might have been pregnant with Max, or Max is real little, you'd read a book, I think when Max is real little, mm-hmm. or you were pregnant and I just had Mara you were talking about a book that you read that had um information in it about um like how children go through a frustration phase mm-hmm. and then yeah it's a moment that's clarity. actually something that I um I have I really followed by through um I, I got it when I was pregnant with him I was just you know how like you'll start googling something and yeah. then something else comes up and then something else comes up and you just find things you never had heard of welcome to my whole world yeah that's how <laughs> I heard this book it's called the wonder weeks um I can't remember the author's name they're they're foreign um European and it's, it was a husband and wife team that were both I believe they were pediatricians and um they had both worked with kids their whole lives they had mm-hmm. kids like that so they really were trying to figure out ways to understand kids better and babies and help parents deal with it. Because, I mean, anyone that's been a parent knows how difficult it is to be a parent. That first day, you're like, how do I figure this out, mm-hmm. you know? And there are times when you have a kid where one day they're the sweetest thing in the world and another day, like, you really, really want to strangle them in their sleep. Um, and this book is basically helps you prepare for those phases because the big thing is you don't know why they're being atrocious and you don't know how long they're going to be atrocious and you don't know if it's something that you did or didn't do or can help. And I think the not knowing is the hard part. And this book called The Wonder Weeks, it basically, it's basically about development, and it's so many, approximately so many weeks, they go through these phases that they call Wonder Weeks that mm-hmm. last approximately a week or so. And it's basically them getting new information that mm-hmm. screws up their world and turns them into shitheads because they're confused or they don't understand or something's mm-hmm. scary, and they revert. And once it finally processes in their brain after the week or however many days, they're fine again. Mm-hmm. And once you can kind of predict these, you know it's happening. You know why it's happening, mm-hmm. and you're not at your wits end with it. And for me, that helped a lot. And it, he really pretty pretty closely stuck to the schedule for that too. Oh yeah, I think you're very I'm very correct on that. And I think it continues to happen as they get it older. It does. It does. Where they go through phases and they're Absolutely. just they get so frustrated, and then all of a sudden, like it clicks. Yeah. It's like and you can tell day to yeah. day. It's amazing. One day they wake up and suddenly, you know, though their sentences were one way, all of a sudden they're they're coming mm-hmm. up with something more, and you go, oh wait, how did you even come up with that? Yeah. You know, just overnight and. I think it's hard, too, as parents, that we deal with a lot of judgment. Yes, we do. Lots of judgment. And I think it's worse with the internet age. It's way worse with the... I I think everything is worse like that with the internet age. I can't imagine, like, kids going through high school. Like, if we had had Facebook Mm -hmm. in high school, how much worse that would have been. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And there's a lot of mom bashing out there with Mm -hmm. people um, telling each other and what they have to do and how they have to do it. And everyone's parenting style is very different. Yep. I know you and I have very different parenting styles. 
for yeah. sure. And that's, I think, is crazy about all the mom bashing and stuff is that, like, we all, unless, except for the 1%, or probably less than 1% of lunatics out there who either don't love their children or are too mentally disabled to mm -hmm. love their children or deal with them, for the most part, everybody loves their kids, man. Everybody loves their kids just as much right. as everybody else. And it doesn't matter what what you do it doesn't matter whether you work or not work or cry it out or not cry it out or breastfeed or bottle feed or mm -hmm. there's I mean there's so many and and why does everybody care so much what everybody else is doing you love your kid you do what you want to do your neighbor loves your kid let her do what she wants to do right where's the judgment yeah I, I think some of it comes down to how we want to be validated that our, what our decisions are is it's, this it's just sad to me that like yeah, or is everybody's self-opinion or self-worth so low that they have to validate something like that that's going to hurt somebody else in the process. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and I think that's something I don't think real people realize. Um, like you were saying earlier, Claire, mm -hmm. that people people might make these offhand comments to feel high and mighty, and they're really hurting people's feelings in the process. Mm -hmm. And people who are excellent parents and don't, don't need to deal with it. Parenting right. is hard enough without... All the naysayers. Well, and it's funny, too, because, like, I allow my children to have Cheetos and mm -hmm. fruit snacks and things so that have I. high fructose corn syrup. They are they can have pop at McDonald's. Ooh. <laughs> you know, at the same point, however, I don't like when they speak to each other in, in unkind tones. Mm -hmm. You hear that in my house a lot. Watch your tone is, yeah. is a big one. No is said in our house loudly and frequently. Mm -hmm. You know, um, so, yes, I do that. But my children also go to bed on time, mm -hmm. which for me is, is one of the ways that I deal with my life oh yeah I'm, I'm a, I am very firm I'm I'm a laid-back parent in a lot of ways but mm -hmm. I am a complete Nazi when it comes to that right that's how I feel on I, certain areas my kid my kid gets in the bath he gets stories he goes to bed it is it, I don't care and and then I uh, child lock him in his room at night which a lot of people think is horrible but he wouldn't sleep if he wasn't child locked in his room he needs boundaries mm -hmm. he needs physical boundaries in order to sleep that's actually a little anecdote with that something we're dealing with right now is we've always child locked him in his room because otherwise he'll just get out and run around and right. he'll never sleep and he'll be a horror. And uh, we have been taping his light switch down because he turns his light switch on and then won't right. sleep. Well, we recently untaped it about a month ago. Just, you know, we're trying to give him yeah, a little bit more autonomy here yes. and there. Because he's getting closer to three. And as we potty train, we won't be able to keep him locked in his room. Right. <laughs> so we're yeah. trying to, like, lead, you know, ease mm -hmm. off of it. But he's clearly not ready because uh, after about a week after it being untaped, he realized it was. Mm -hmm. So for the last week... Yeah. He has turned his light on. It's taken him two hours to fall asleep. He falls asleep. We go in and turn his light off. Mm -hmm. He wakes up in the middle of the night, turns down, and then he's up all night. I mean, he's been sleeping just awful the last couple weeks. So mm -hmm. finally yesterday, I was like, all right, I guess maybe we need to tape his light down mm -hmm. again. Maybe he can't handle it. Let's just see if this helps a solution. Yeah. We taped his light down, and he went to sleep. He cried for like two minutes, went to sleep, and slept until 10 a.m. this morning. Yeah. So clearly, he's been exhausted. Right. He just, for some reason, for him, that's too much freedom. Well, and he's such a, he is a smart kid. He is. He's yeah. obviously right. Um, you start laughing. Okay. So, <laughs> Max is, you know, two and a half, and my daughter is five. She learned to open doorknobs approximately six months ago. I am not kidding. My four-year-old couldn't freaking open a door to save her life. I can't do it, right? Max is over. He can unlock a deadbolt and open the back door that most adults have problems getting getting open because it sticks. I mean, he's obviously not, you know, he's obviously super bright, but it's just like that one little piece of tape reminds yeah. him that he's not supposed to do it. Yeah, it's, it's just you like, know? it's a physical, he needs physical boundaries or he gets yeah. like, when he gets tantrum, when he tantrums, he, his, his go-to for tantruming is flinging himself out the door and running down the street, which is mm -hmm. awful, right. obviously. Cause, and I always can't catch him fast enough. He could run into the street. He's fast. He's very fast, and he always will do that. So we changed our locks um, 
to the deadbolts mm-hmm. that, you key, that don't have the turn knob. You yeah. have to key it. Yeah. And then we have the keys out, well out of his reach. Um, and that's the only thing that keeps him in the house. And now, like, he struggles with the door. But when it's done, he's like, all right. And he gives up. Because he's right. like, okay, I've been defeated. Mm-hmm. Like, he knows. That's it. I'm going to totally call out my um, dear sweet cousin, Maggie. Pretty sure it was Maggie. Who's now in her 20s. But she's mm-hmm. amazing. And when she would come to my mother's house, my parents have never been child-proofers. Mm-hmm. Mine um, weren't really either. Yes. And I am not a child-proofer. If you come to my house, parents be warned. There is stuff everywhere that your children will want to touch. Um, but we've, we've, once again, I'm a no person. And they've been told no for a long time. And once again, I am very lucky. I have kids that were not super into things. Like, we really, yeah. they, I never had to pull them out of a bathroom or this, that, and the yeah. other thing. We've had, been, I, I childproof out of necessity. Right. My iPhone was in the toilet more than once. Right. I, it, it had to happen. And now life-proof cases for the win. Yeah. Um, but she would come over to my mom's house, and she would go collect all the things in the house that she wasn't supposed to touch and bring them to my mother. Because if they weren't out, she wouldn't touch them, and she That's would get in trouble. Thing. But it's kind of that same thing, you yeah. know, where she just... It was easier to have my mother put them away but than to deal that with them. Knew that, oh yeah, she's fantastic. She'd just go around the house and collect all the things, which I think would be absolutely hilarious. That for sure is hilarious. <laughs> it's like great, good job, Chicky. But she's a wonderful person, and you know, now she's she's grown into a fabulous young woman. So we'll keep her at least for a little while and make fun of her when we can, because <laughs> that's the case. I'm totally gonna tag you in this, Maggie. By the way. So you can listen to it and <laughs> and and, tell. and then you all can correct me if that wasn't the case. But I'm pretty sure it was Maggie when she was really little. She'd go collect all the stuff and, and go from there. <laughs> it's funny how kids how kids need boundaries and kids. I mm-hmm. mean, some but some kids follow rules and some don't. Like I mean, I've I'm having a hard time keeping him following rules, but. There are certain things now that I'm realizing if I'm really strict about, mm-hmm. you know, he listens and he definitely needs it. When I, but I was always a great rule follower. Mm-hmm. Like my mom always tells me a story, and I vaguely remember it. I mean, it was I was I was like, I don't know how old I was. I was at mm-hmm. a sleepover birthday party in grade school, so it wasn't super old. But I wasn't a teenager by any means. But my parents were super super strict about, um, like movie ratings like mm-hmm. couldn't watch pg-13 until right. i was 13 couldn't do you yeah. know this do that and so someone had put on i was at the sleepover and they were watching like chucky or like one of those types of movies right and i went up to the parents the parents there and i was like i'm not allowed to watch this can i sit in here with you <laughs> so rather than just like sit with everybody else and watch the movie and then lie right i like marched my butt upstairs and sat by myself for two hours Aww. But, like, but it didn't bother me i was just like okay i'm not allowed to watch this like right. it didn't even cross my mind to like lie to break the it. rules yeah I just, yeah so I, some kids just listen better than others well i think too it, it'll as they get older i think they get better about stuff yeah. and there's a difference between not just boys and girls but every kid in general like connor used to put himself in timeout. Because he'd forget about stuff, and then he'd just be like, oh, crap, and he'd just go sit down and time out, because he knew he'd get in trouble for it, like, things he that's, wasn't supposed to do. That's and that's why I think I don't really remember Connor getting into a lot of stuff. Like, most of our things were, like... He's always been a good kid from what I can remember. He has. I think most of his timeouts came with um, sassing back. Yeah. I think that he was our sasser. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's the under-your-breath kid. Mm. Like, oh, the did, did you just say that? He's really stopped as he's gotten older. But when he was little, like, yeah, yeah, he'd mumble something, especially if he was mad about it. And he'd be like, <laughs> so he, got to, he went to timeout for, for talking back. The thing that Max does, that Max doesn't, he's not too verbal yet, but the one thing he does that cracks me up is if you say something he doesn't like, or if you sing, he hates when people sing. He goes, <laughs> quiet! <laughs> Don't come to our house then. <laughs> no, it's so funny, he does it to everybody, it cracks me up. Oh. Uh, like, all the time, like, I'll start singing him something, and quiet! <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, dude. 
We, should, we can lock Mara and him in a room. Oh my god. Because <laughs> Mara doesn't stop singing. We were in the car yesterday and we were trying to listen to a song on the way back from Michigan. And she is just singing in the back seat. God knows what she's singing. Because the stuff she comes up with, uh, like... In, in she just like make up her own words or does she sing oh songs? no she sings songs but mm. sometimes they're her own songs and she mashes stuff up mm. like yeah, insane and I'm very lucky that both of my kids have this crazy musical ear my favorite moment ever is the new Ninja Turtle movie if anyone yeah, has ever I've seen, seen it, it. Mm. Um, well I have been thinking for a long time when Fancy by Iggy Azalea first came out I'm mm. like this song sounds like Hollerback Girl I don't know if it anyone has does. noticed this but it sounds like Hollerback Girl it kind of does well, in the Turtles movie, they're doing a flashback to when the Turtles are young, and they're looking through a great Spoiler alert, by the way. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Watch out. They're looking through a great, and they're watching music videos. Mm-hmm. And on the music video is Gwen Stefani doing Holla Batgirl. Huh. And Mars in the kitchen, and she like the hook comes on, and she, and she goes, I'm so fancy. And I'm like, see? The freaking four-year-old thinks it's the same song. A.K.A. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same song. Just picking That's things fun. up like that. She's done a couple other mashups sometimes where she'll yeah. be singing one song and she flows into another song. You're like, That's wait, cool, what are you though. singing? And then you find out she's picked up something else. It's crazy. That's neat. Yeah, she does this. She's musical, musically inclined. Mm-hmm. Connor is too, but like Connor does lyrics. Like he knows all the words to every song like right away. It's crazy. That's neat. Yeah, it's not something I'm, I have much experience with. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm anti-musically inclined and... My husband's really not either, and my son doesn't seem to be. I, I have a lot of mechanically inclined in my household, but yes. not not musically so much. I, I see. Just, I just people. enjoy everyone else's <laughs> to be quiet. Balance. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I probably deserve it. I'll be honest. Nobody that's... wants to hear me sing. <laughs> I guess you just assume that your toddler won't mind, right? <laughs> but no. He well, does. especially because little kids like you sing them songs and and yeah, all these never, other things. Never. He's never liked it. That's always the thing too. <laughs> I have a weird voice, in case you haven't noticed, um, but. My tone is different than a lot of other people's. So little kids especially, and my voice is higher pitched. Mm -hmm. So like babies and other little kids, when I talk, a lot of times they'll turn. Mm, Because it's a different sound to them. So if I'm rocking, I sing a lot to little babies. Mm -hmm. I can just imagine Max be like, what the fuck are you doing? Quiet. Quiet. (laughs) Only because a lot of times it's just intriguing because it's a little different than what they've heard. And, you know, it's not exceptional by any sense of the means. It's just different. It's, the, you know, especially, you know, if they're used to hearing other people's sure. or more mainstream voices and then you hear this squeaky one. <laughs> little, little babies are funniest because, like, I'll go, hi, and they'll look at me and they're like, whoa, where did that come from? <laughs> what, is that? what is that? I can hear it. Because they hear, like, the higher pitched noises sooner. Yeah. So that's, that's why they're like, oh, oh, who? Hello. <laughs> Hello. How's it going? <laughs> I get a lot of like the one eyebrows, you know, where they're like looking up at you. Going, what, the, what are you smoking, crazy lady? Like, um, I love baby faces. I lo- <laughs> they keep us entertained, don't yes, they? Yes, they do. They do. And they give us a run for our money. Also that. Yes. <laughs> There's lots of entertaining and lots of running for your money with children. <laughs> hey, at least they keep us going and in the right direction. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, was, I had the thought the other day that when I was younger, I was bored a lot, mm-hmm. like most people, you know. Right. I have not been bored since the day I had that kid. Nope. Never. Not one day have I been bored. I mean, there are days where I like want to get out of the house mm-hmm. because I don't want to watch, you know, the same episode of whatever over and over again, but never bored. And, right. you know, I appreciate that because I do not like to be bored. I'm, even though I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, I, I don't know, I've... I've I have this dichotomy in myself because I think generally I'm like a low energy person with the mind of a high energy person because I always feel like I need to be doing things, but my body's like, no, just sit down. But then I sit down for five minutes. I'm like, no, no, I have to do something. 
And so it's just a constant fight within myself. But Max keeps me from having to think about anything. Well, and you're a very busy stay-at-home mommy. Yes, I am. You, you're, like, you, like, if people go, tell me about your stay-at-home moms. I don't think you're, you hit my list. Like, not, I have to think about I, it before I you know. pop in I have there. a hard time when people ask me what I do. I have a hard time with it because I'm like, well, I'm a stay-at-home mom. But I'm not really a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. I'm really home all that much and I do right. work. It's just I don't work for other people. You don't so. work for other people, but that's awesome. That's even better because yeah. you're not. You're actually an entrepreneur, and you're not like a kind of entrepreneur. Yeah, you are an actual one. Like you are in business for yourself. Mm-hmm. You do it on your schedule, and and you've made something of it, which is awesome. Because yeah, a lot, fun. a lot of people can't do that. Like there was a really really good article Forbes published it a little mm-hmm. while ago about how a lot of the um, the in home businesses yeah. like. All of your, anything you're selling, all the products selling, you know, yeah. all the house parties, sure, yeah. they're all, like, the difference between them and pyramid schemes is, like, tiny, min- like, minutiae, you know, just oh, yeah. I mean, tiny I little things. I sold Chef for a while, and that, I did that one because I, I really like the products, honestly, mm-hmm. like, so that one was easy for me to sell because, right. you know, I like the stuff. But, yeah, I mean, any any of those things you're in, a big part of it is recruit people to be under you, recruit people to be under you, and to me, I was always like, I'm not going to bother somebody else to, like, right. try to... Right, and that's you know. that's the difference. The slight difference is um, with the in-home businesses, they encourage sales over recruitment yeah. more so than a pyramid scheme, which pays out do, more for but recruitment they, but over they the other But they still want one. recruitment. Well, because it's, push like I said, they're, they're generally, yeah. and not that people can't make money at them, because yeah. there are some people, and we all know one or two, sure. you know, like you people can, really good yeah, I have some great um, people that I constantly give business back to and throw parties to them, but they've made it their career. They're the 1% of these people yeah. that actually yeah. make it work. Yeah. Most other people, they they did a big study on it, and almost everybody had a loss, with the exception yeah. of like... Two or three percent. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I mean, I didn't have a loss of that, but I didn't make much. I mean, mm-hmm. I, but my, but my thing is, I mean, I kind of made the conscious decision to get out of it because, like, I like the products. I like the company generally. Mm-hmm. But for me, I was just like, I really hate trying to push sales on people that don't have tons of money because I don't really know very many people with tons of money. Right. And it's like these things were, I mean, they're, they're great products. They're wonderful. Wrong, I yeah. love, and there are a few that are worth it. But for the most part, it's like, I just feel bad, like, trying to push people to spend lots of money on things that you probably don't really need mm-hmm. and I know that's another reason I like what I'm doing now because I'm selling I mean when I sell online that's a little different I mean what I do as far as eBay and Etsy is totally different than my personal shopping business like they're they're two branches of the same tree right. but I treat them very very differently when I sell on eBay I am a shark out to make as much money as humanly possible right. when I am selling to, when, to my personal shopping customers I'm trying to get you something as cheap as I can and still have a good margin. Absolutely. Because I, I really, I mean, I'm one of those people that I don't have a ton of money to spend, but I still want nice things. Mm-hmm. Like, I still like, you know, I don't want to just shop at Walmart or whatever. Like, I like J. Crew and all those other things too, right. but I don't have $89 to spend on a cardigan. Right. So, I, you know, if I can help you out... Right. To get the things that you want and make you happy. And I don't know, that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. I really like being able to help people in that way. And it's fun. And part of it is I get to shop and I'm not even spending my own money. Right. Because like, I've Woo-hoo. got like, the whole business account <laughs> set up now, so it's the two don't even interact with oh, each wow, other. Oh, wow, that's great. So, it's yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's I, I like it. I think my business has a long way to grow, and I'm not really sure what direction I'm going to take it in. But that's mm-hmm. kind of what I like about it is it's been totally organic, and I'm kind of keeping it that way. I'm not really planning anything one way or the other. I'm just kind of doing what I'm doing and, you know. 
see where it takes me. Absolutely, which is great because then you know that's something I wish because I did take to take that year off, and I wish I yeah. would have been because I was bored that year. Yeah. That's why I went back to work. I was like, I can't freaking do this, yeah. you know. And some of it I was something right. Yeah. Well, and we took a pay cut, obviously, when I stayed home too. So like to, to main, continue to maintain our maintain our lifestyle yeah. and have me home. Like, didn't leave all the extras for, like, spending time out of the house 24-7. Sure, that's, that's the hardest thing for me, too, yeah. is, like, part of the reason, like, I like now is if I'm bored, I go, I'll go to a thrift store, because that's, that's a part of my job that I can get out of the house. Right. If I wasn't doing that, I just wanted to go out for the day. Like, I can't afford to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, not all the time, you know, not often. Oh, right. And even, yeah. like, going places, like, that are close by, like... It still costs money. Absolutely. You still have everything, to drive. Everything and, costs money. You know. I and love... if you're out with a kid, you're going to want McDonald's or mm-hmm. whatever, you know. Right. For convenience sake or whatever yeah. it is. Or, you know, a smoothie here. Or, you know, like, oh, I want to buy a book at the library, you know, after the library or whatever. Yeah. Just, there's always something. I probably spent a grand in Beanie Babies already. <laughs> well, I have to say, <laughs> the, the one uh, little pockmark in my business... Although it's it's minor to be to be fair, but right. But Max now thinks thrift stores are toy stores, of course, because you know in order to keep him happy, I'll let him pick something out. Right. And it never has been an issue for me because usually he'll pick something that's like ninety nine cents. Right. He's picking a toy car or something. Used toys yeah. are used toys are not a high you no. know high market. But now it's insane. Like every single time we pass a thrift store, and he knows my routes. He knows when we're in the, <laughs> the realm of one. He'll be like, "Toy, toy, toy." Right. And I'm like, "Good lord, kid!" <laughs> so now, like, it's 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 getting to be a little bit of an issue. But you know, yeah, <laughs> the nature of the beast. I guess. Um, that's a problem when we go to Jewel. Yeah, because Mara loves loves stuffed animals, mm. Beanie Babies. Mm. They are her thing. That's why they have them in Jewel. I remember they have now. them in Jewel. They are her thing. They are her, her I wish I thing. knew that. I, I literally gave away, like, bins of Beanie Babies yes. a couple years ago. Well, and the thing about the Beanie Babies, especially the ones here, mm-hmm. the ones now, are they, a lot of times, are characters that she's used to. Oh, okay. So, like, so that's the thing, because everyone's ones. like, oh, I've got all these old ones. I'm like, yeah, she doesn't want those. Cause, she only like, wants ones from the shows and stuff. Well, because, like, the new ones have, like, the animals have, like, big eyes now, and um, then they've got, you know, My Little Pony, and she got Peppa Pig ones mm-hmm. for um, her birthday, which was like, oh my god, Peppa Pig. <laughs> and then I got her this stupid, I'm going to segue and tell a silly Mara start, but I got her this present. She wanted, for Christmas, she wanted this for real kitty that like chased a I think little I know fluffy what thing. Yeah. yeah. And it was electronic. It was 40 bucks. I couldn't find this freaking thing anywhere. I looked online. Oh, yeah. Things are crazy. Everywhere. And it looked like it was discontinued. And then, like, I found one at Target. It was beat up, like, to the point of, like, I'm not going to buy this because it's not going to work. Yeah. So I didn't get it. So I bought her this other, like, fur baby thing that was, like, the size of a Cabbage Patch doll and came with a bottle. And it's like you push its stomach. It makes noise. Well, then I found the fur real kitty. So I put this one away. And I'm like, ah, shit. I'll give it to her for for her birthday. Oh my god, you think I would have given her the Taj Mahal? She was so freaking excited. She didn't put that thing down like the entire day. She was like, oh my god, this is the most best, amazing present ever. And I'm like, really? The $15 animal? <laughs> That's how Max is when yeah. he gets like a new truck. Like his eyes get wide. Right. And he's just like, truck! 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 <laughs> like, and every time he gets, he's, yeah, and he knows, like, he has such, he has so many trucks. My god, how any child could have so many trucks and cars and know them all individually. Like, he'll, it'll be ready to go into the bathroom or the bed. He'll be mm-hmm. like, car, 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 or truck, truck. And I'm like, he know. And, and what that means is that there's a specific one that he wants. It's not in the bathtub or his bedroom. And he has to find it in order to go in the bathtub or his bedroom. But he can't articulate which one. Right. So we're just like, pick up this one, this one, this one. They're everywhere. But he knows. Yes. Oh, that we did that with Mara very, very, yeah. very much. We're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying. And that's what she would do. She'd be like... 
telling you like yeah. she'd want something specific, it'd be like, Can you show me? Like we, we did that. It was like yeah, Lassie. I tried Come on, Lassie, tell me, tell me, tell me fall down the well. That's, yes, <laughs> I definitely know what you mean. I, the, what, the fan favorite for a while was still that that one that you guys you guys have given him some amazing things. That um digger yes. that you let us to give. Oh us. yes, my mom. He, that is a th- second. That is a thrift store find as well. Did, I swear to God, for a week I had to feed him meals on it. He wouldn't get <laughs> off of it for a second. It was like I thought he's gonna sleep on it. This thing is amazing. <laughs> Look, oh my God! Although Jeremy wound up disconnecting it because um he would just like hit the lever and it would go like like over and over again. And after I like, oh, it broke. So we still we still have it. Jeremy just disconnected it for a little while. Well, because you know when you have a boy, everyone buys them cars. It's yeah. just, it's one of the things. They're like, oh, we can buy him Hot Wheels and they'll love it. Right. And they'll kind of liked cars when he that was little. That wasn't his thing. It wasn't his thing. Yeah. His thing was figures and Legos. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that kid in Legos. Yeah. He's still now. You Mace know. isn't into Legos yet. I think he will be eventually. Because mm-hmm. he likes to build things, but for some reason Legos just haven't grabbed his attention. I yet. think Connor didn't really get into him until four or five. No, like, we had, I think it's going to happen. We had Mega Blocks and Blocks yeah. for a long time um, and other things, but like he's always been a take her apart and a put her back together. Yeah. We had another toy that he was in love with, um, a Megazord mm. from um, familiar. Power Rangers. Oh, yeah. And it had five pieces and you could put it together and put it apart. But it was big enough... Um, that he could um, actually get into, he could take it apart and put it together at a very young age, and he played with that thing for longer than any child. He still plays with it. That's cool. I still find that thing in the bathtub. You know, I'm like, really? <laughs> you don't do well with little pieces. He takes, well, that's part of his sensory thing, but he would, um, everything like that he could fit in his mouth, he will chew on. Yes. He would like take pieces off and just chew on them. Mm-hmm. So that, we, that was a, that's gonna, he has picked every single wheel off all his cars that are small mm-hmm. enough, the rubber ones. Yes. And shoot on him. I have like a giant bin full of wheels that I will reattach eventually when he's past that phase. <laughs> so none of his cars have like the rubber tires. Oh no, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Oh, that's just the way they yeah. go. That hey, as long as it keeps us entertained. Kids and... are quirky. They all have their own quirks, and they do. I think if you think that you can make your kid out to be the person you want them to be, then you are hilarious. You were absolutely wrong. <laughs> I think we talked about in an episode or two before, or maybe a different one mm-hmm. actually that. Um, it, or last week with Kate, we did a segment, um, things you didn't know about your baby. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they came, they came to, like, your child is going to develop based on their own personal experience mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, the nurture environment. Yeah. It's really more nature versus nurture than... Well, I... Yeah. But, I mean, I think those things, for the most part, yeah. they're 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 equally important. They but are. But there are kids that are more predisposed one way or the other. Well, and that's, what, that's what they said. It was all about giving your kid the happiness. Yeah. Like, giving them happy memories. Yeah. And um, before the podcast, we started recording, we even were looking at an article, mm. and that was one of the things it said was, like, the family experiences yeah. and stuff like that. And I think... You know the happiness factor. Yeah, definitely plays in. It's it's how how they perceive their childhood, and yeah. you know, even though we all are all dealing with the crazy parent judging and the back and forth, oh, and yeah. our kids driving us crazy, which happens yeah. all the time. It's good to know that, like, as long the that's the thing you have to step back and go: Is my child getting a good happy spot? Because that's where they need to be. Oh yeah, and I totally I totally agree with that too. I try when I get too like worried about something minor. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think that's especially true, like, the first year. Oh, especially first year. you're worried about every little thing. But it's like, if you look back on this, is your kid going to remember this? No. Is this going to kill them? No. Mm -hmm. Put them in the hospital. Like, is it, generally speaking, it's not even going to be a blip on anybody's radar. I think it's hard, too. We try to project grown-up emotions on children. Yeah. And that's hard to do. Yeah. You know, because our kids are 
kids. They don't feel the same way we do. They don't interact with our world the same way we do. And no, you, it's totally different. And you know. somebody, this was something I saw um, a therapist for a little while when we were living with my parents when we had Max because it was a difficult situation. Mm-hmm. And I was very unhappy. And one of the things I felt really robbed about was for my firstborn, I didn't get to make a nursery. Mm-hmm. And that really, like, just sucked, you know, because it's, like, oh, it's like one of those rite of passage, like, mom things mm-hmm. where you get to pick all the cute stuff and get yes. it ready and prepare it and you get to nest. And I, I didn't get to do any of that, and so I had a hard time with that. And what she told me was, she's like, well, what's your, like, why are you upset that you didn't get to do that? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I feel like he didn't get this. Or she's like, but the thing of it is, she's like, I guarantee you, he will not remember nor care remotely that he did or did not have a nursery. Mm-hmm. She's like, that's for you, not for him. She's like, he doesn't care. And I was like, you know, that's right. That's kind of a freeing way to look at it. Like, I didn't rob him of anything no. by not giving him a nursery. Well, I think it's so funny, too, when people are like, oh, I want to be there for their first time mm-hmm. for everything. And I understand wanting to watch your child walk yeah. and say their first words. Obviously, those things are important. But, yeah. like, when it comes to other stuff, unless you are a scrapbooker, which I am not. I'd I'm like to be. I used to be, to be before I had time. Yeah, I, I am not ever going to be. I'm not one now. I probably will never that's develop fine. into one. But, we, you know, you spend so much time focusing on, like, oh, I want to be there for their first fill-in-the-blank. But all of that is for you and not for them. Like, if you it take is. if you take your one-year-old to the zoo, it is. they don't remember. No, it's true. It's totally, totally. They remember that Mommy was there to pick them up when they fell. They're, yes. they're, they remember that they didn't get screamed at when they made a mistake. Right. They, 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 that's, that's what they remember. They, they, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They remember all of those things. Now, if you show pictures and stuff like that, you know, if you have pictures of the family at the zoo, of course sure. they have those memories. But, yeah. like... You know what? You can lie to them if they're really that upset about it. You know, you can take a picture of them four years later and be like, oh, this is your first trip to the zoo. Yeah, and they're no, not going to no, remember. <laughs> they won't. I don't, I mean, my early childhood memories, I don't even think I have any early childhood yeah. memories. Like, barely any. I can remember slight things before five. My grandparents both passed when I was five. Mm-hmm. So I do remember a couple little things about them yeah. that are specifically my memories that From no one else has given to me. Yeah. Um, one of them was my grandmother teaching me to shuffle. Mm-hmm. Um, when my parents were gone, we stayed the night with them for some reason. Um, she taught me to shuffle cards and I remember spending time with my grandfather. He took me on a one-on-one trip and I must've just turned five or just before that. Cause I had to be a certain age to go with him. And he mm-hmm. took me to the dairy queen three times and to another <laughs> ice cream place once <laughs> that was our thing. My grandfather was a big lover of the dairy queen. And so we did all of that, but that's what I do have those memories yeah. and no one else could have given them to me. Right. So, you know, that's like, a, that's cause we remember childhood. by association too, sometimes Kind of like the whole nursery yeah. thing, like the therapist said to you. Like, yeah. if you say, like, oh, I never got to make you a nursery and you're upset about it, your kid at some point is going to go, well, you never made me a exactly, nursery. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But if it's not a big deal to you and you let it go, they don't They'll even never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would never even know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And then I, then I tried to compensate by making him a really cool room when we did move, and he pulled all the shelving off the walls because <laughs> he tried to climb it. So, Oops. yeah. <laughs> Max can't have a special room. That's okay. Well, maybe not right now, but, you know, at some point. And actually, I just started... I freaking... I have this thing against Pinterest. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to like it. Yeah. I think it's dumb. I, yeah. you know... I, well, feel, I think both social media is dumb. I uh, guess. <laughs> it's my I'm sorry for all you Pinterest lovers out there. There are some people out there, the Annas of this world, mm-hmm. that probably make excellent use of their Pinterest yeah. walls. Yeah. I, I don't every the only time I use it is like if I'm I have to be in like the right mood. Like if I want to look at pretty pictures of something, I'll be like, I'll go on Pinterest. Or right. if I wanna like if I wanna get ideas for something, like mm-hmm. when we took our tree down in the backyard, I was like looking right. up ideas to do with our tree stuff. Mm-hmm. Just to like kinda jog my mind a little bit. Right. But past that point But there are people that are on Pinterest every day yeah. throwing stuff, the, you know. The fancy projects and stuff, like I am I'm a major Pinterest fail. Like I think anything <laughs> I ever tried to do that'd be like 
it would be hysterically right. awful. I did st- actually start one this weekend. I've been I'm a huge Doolittle shopper mm-hmm. and Amazon. Yeah, oh, Amazon and Amazon. Oh, and I came across something. I don't even remember what it was now, but I was like, Mar is five now, and I don't want to do. She her room has still like, stuff from her nursery. She has mm-hmm. a wall decal. Yeah, we're gonna need you to do her room eventually, sure. but she's five, so maybe a year or two. But at the same point, I want to do a room that's semi-sophisticated so it can so grow. So she can grow. Oh, yeah, because you don't want to have to redo all that stuff. I don't want to have to redo years, it. Yeah. Um, so I did kind of start pulling some stuff. Oh, that's what it was. It was a really cute Shakespeare quote. It was a, the Shakespeare quote. Though she might may be but oh, little, yeah, yeah. Um, she that's, is mighty. That's, yeah, that's yes. a good one. Um, I thought that was really cute. And I'm like, that's kind of it tipped my brain circuit. Sure. Going, oh, that'd be really neat to kind of start off her room, go in that direction. Go, yeah, yeah. Keep the whimsical aspect that mm-hmm. she likes, but still also bring in some sophistication. Yeah. And so I'm like, shit, I should start a pinch. <laughs> so I totally did, um, but more for just like ideas to trigger my memory when yeah, I get to that point. Yeah, that's what I do. That's, yeah, um, that's what I use it for. Because I am a note taker. Yeah, me too. Which really, I'm like, it's really not that much different than Pinterest. No, like I, if I don't take notes, I forget. And I make little links and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like the only person I think that uses the notepad in my iPhone. Yeah, I have to write it on paper. Doing it on my phone for me doesn't like. I'll only do it if I don't have. If I can't get the paper, then I put it on. <laughs> oh, I they, try to be as non-reliant on technology as possible. Right. Which is funny because I'm very reliant on it for my job, but I try not to be yes. for everything else. <laughs> <laughs> well, we spent a lot of time talking about babies and stuff, and I had kind of pulled up a different article um, about um, some other things for life advice. Since I haven't gotten people to write into Mama Claire yet, so listen here, folks at home. Send me your questions. Or if you have an idea that could spark a good question, yes. maybe not about you, about someone else, you could send it in too. Um, you can hit me up at askmamaclaire at gmail.com, or you can also hit me up on Facebook and be like, hey, I have an idea. Please share them. But because of our discussions mm-hmm. and because you and I are both sleep Nazis when it comes yes. to our children, what advice do you have for moms in when it comes to sleep training or getting your kid to go to bed? See, this is... What worked for a, you? For me, um, well, it was tough in the beginning, and I, I see, I don't know if my son was a poor sleeper because we were sharing a room, or he was just a poor sleeper, and he would have mm-hmm. been anyway, because we were sharing a room with him for his first year of life, like, it, you know, if he, I think, he would wake up, and they're really, sleep training was very difficult because he would, he knows we were in the room with him, mm-hmm. so he can be crying and looking at us while he's crying. Right. So it was really kind of like a mood point, you know? He's like, I see you. Yeah, it was, it was a little, diff- <laughs> that was very difficult, yeah. but around eight or nine months, um when I got sick of getting up with him like four times overnight, I just was, couldn't function. I was a total insomniac. We put one of those stupid little like three thing dividers, you know, like the, um, like the trifold dividers Mm -hmm. in between the crib and our bed, just so he couldn't see us. I Mm -hmm. mean, sure he knew we were there, but right. You know, um, and then we sleep trained and, um, we decided, uh, well, I, I tried first to do like, I don't even know if it, which method it was where it was like, you know, if you go in, like let him cry for so many minutes and you go Mm -hmm. in. And I tried doing that. And he cried so much harder when I actually went in there. So finally I was like, all right, let's just do this. Let's mm-hmm. take like a week. Yeah. And he's going to cry himself to sleep. Like if it lasts for so long, you know, I might go get him and, you know, and we had the monitor there and, and to be frank, we were in the fucking room with them most of the time. Right. So it wasn't like, you know, we were just leaving him to cry on his own. Like we were right there to know if anything went wrong. Yeah. And the first night he cried for three hours before he went to bed. Second night he cried for two hours. Third night he cried for one hour, and the fourth night he went right to bed. <laughs> that was our sleep training. <laughs> and then after that point, he got up once a night to yeah. nurse because I was I nursed him for a long time. Absolutely. Um, and he probably didn't need it at that point, but I was like, man, whatever, you know, if it lets him sleep in a little bit longer in the morning. Yes. Um, so we we did that, and then once I dropped that last nursing session, he slept all through the night. And so for me, sleep training was it was the only thing that worked, and. I mean, now he wakes up, I mean, unless he's having, you know, a random bad night or something. Right, yeah. He sleeps 12 hours a night, every single night, 
And, you know, we put him to bed and say, it's time to go to bed. He gets in bed and he falls asleep. He yes. wakes up in the middle of the night, plays with the toys, goes back to sleep. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I personally don't understand how you can have a child that doesn't sleep through the night and how you can keep your sanity. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of friends that um, co-sleep and mm-hmm. their kids are up a lot and, and they're fine with it. And, you know, right. if that works for you, that's yes. fantastic. But that did not work for me. Mm-hmm. So if you're having trouble like I was, I definitely recommend sleep training. Yes. But all kids are different. So, you know, some might, might need that comfort to go in. Max is very stubborn, and he needed to know that there were no ifs, ands, or buts. He needs yes. solid rules, and if you give on a rule with him a little, he knows he can exploit it, and he'll never do what you want oh, to do. Oh, yeah. So. Well, we did sleep training, too, and Connor was four months when we sleep trained. Mm-hmm. We did sleep training. I would do it earlier next right. time. Um, well, this is baby number one. I have a couple quirks. I don't sleep well at night. Never have. I don't either. I'm a terrible, terrible, terrible sleeper. It just always has been the case. And he lasted four weeks in our bedroom before he went to his crib because mm-hmm. I couldn't sleep. Yeah. And because I'd wake up all night, he'd mm-hmm. breathe funny, and I'd like wake up and be like, oh my god, are you dying? Oh, I had um, so many recurring nightmares. Yeah. He was like cuddling with me, and that I fell asleep, and I rolled over, and I was suffocating him. I had that every single night, and then I'd look over, and he'd be in his little thingy next to me. Like, right. I mean, not with me, but on the floor yes. in his little bassinet thingy. Every night I had that dream. Yes. And so I, I put him in his own crib, and at four months, I was working a swing shift, and mm-hmm. Jared was working um, a regular shift, but I was working crazy hours. Yeah. And Jared doesn't wake up like I wake up. Jeremy doesn't either. So, Jeremy like, sleeps through World War II. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Jared could, too. So if Connor woke up... I was up too, yeah. and so I would go and take care of him no matter what. And even, no, Jared would get up if I punched him. Yeah. And he wouldn't care that I did, but yeah. I was already up anyways. And Connor was a wonderful baby um, for the most part, but, like, at nighttime, it was like, mm-hmm. no, you're going to bed. If it's this is your bedtime, mm-hmm. we need you to go to sleep. Yeah. It's same thing, a couple days, and we did that where we went and every checked mm-hmm. him, patted his spot, put him back down to sleep. Yeah. And the other, like, there are a couple, like, pieces of advice for, for parents Babies wake up in the middle of the night. They do. It's they, natural. You, you Everybody have does to get really. over that. Yeah. Like if your baby's waking up six times a night, yes, there might you know there's issues. But babies do wake up in the middle of the night and take a bottle, yeah. and it's not weird for them. You were said you were nursing, you know, yeah. in the middle of the night. For, that is not that weird, especially no. a kid that's a good eater. Oh no, I mean, I think I think it's normal for them to nurse every few hours up to so many months. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think yeah, around that eight month mark, I was nursing him once a night, but. Prior to that, it was, you know, three right. times, four times. Well, times, yeah, you know. I think Connor probably stopped taking a bottle in the middle of the night a little earlier because he mm-hmm. wound up becoming a formula-fed baby um, yeah. since my milk production was low. But he would go in and, you know, I would get up and give him a bottle still in the middle of the night. Yeah. And he was a trooper. God bless that kid. That yeah. kid would, like, I could get up and um, I had those pre-portioned, mm-hmm. I had the container that helped yeah. formula. I have the water ready to go. He'd fuss. I would dump and shake. Mm-hmm. I would take it in. I would give it to him while I changed him. Mm-hmm. I'd set him in the in his bed with his with the with the uh, with the bottle. I'd run to the bathroom. I'd come back. He'd already be done. I'd burp him and then go to sleep. That's awesome. I mean, the whole exchange took less than five minutes because oh, he fantastic. ate really fast. He was that's a good great. eater, um, but he couldn't go all night without eating. And yeah. even the like introducing table food and stuff, there was still a point where if he was supposed to sleep from you know. Eight till eight. Mm-hmm. It was a long time for him. He'd wake up in the middle well, of the night. Well, for a small child, absolutely. Yeah. They're gonna. I mean, you have yeah. to. There, there is some. There's some leeway there for right. babies with that stuff. But I think I don't know. I mean, again, first time out, it was very rough because we were sharing a room. But I think mm-hmm. it's gonna be. I I don't know. I I feel like Max was such a hard baby and such a hard child in mm-hmm. pretty much almost well, most ways. He yeah. hit those buttons. So I feel like 
even if my next kid is as difficult as he was, yes. it's not going to be as hard. I said that with Mar the, the numerous times that she was my first, she'd have been my last. Yeah. However, the baby stage, so easy. After yeah. the first one, I think, you know, there's something you come across too, too, that this too shall end. It, well, that's just, you know, that in the first time it feels like it's going to last forever. And then you oh, actually yeah. know how like, quick it passes. Like teething. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Uh, speaking of new mom judging, I'm going to throw it out there. Baby's teeth. It mm -hmm. hurts. They get fussy. Yep. You know, and it, I think I think the amber teethy necklaces are funny, and I'm not going to preach. Try not to. Oh, it is a torch of mine, let me tell you. Yeah. However, that being said, you know, by the time you order that off of Amazon and put it on they your kid, yeah. they're past the worst of the pain. Well, I, I just look at those things, and I see gigantic fucking choking hazard. I don't know why. That they, I don't know. Yes. I, I just can't. To me, any discomfort they would alleviate, which I don't believe that they do anyhow, mm -hmm. would not be worth the risk of choking. Right. And I know people that have used them, you know, whatever. I know people that have but them on their five-year-olds. I would not personally do that. There's a kid in Mars dance class. I'm like, you realize she has her teeth now, right? <laughs> she doesn't need to keep wearing that. But, you know, that, that aside, but it's those things like you have yeah. to, you get, to, especially the second one, you go, it's going to end. There's the light yeah. at the end of the tunnel. This week's going to suck. It's like what you were talking about yeah. earlier. But next week, this isn't going to suck. But you'll know that it's going to Next be week, it's yeah. going to end. Yeah. Because literally, like, the, though we had some rough phases, I can't think of a time where I was like, oh my God, it was like months on end. It was yeah. like. No, it lasts for weeks. Good I week, mean, bad week, good week, bad week. Yeah. The only thing that lasted for months was when he was having his bad tantrums. But then yeah. we realized it was because he couldn't communicate. And, you know, all that Very stuff. frustrated. So therapy has helped. But, you know, yeah, it's, yeah, kids, it's just that they pass their faces so fast. They do. So fast. I look, yeah, I don't know. I, it's hard to be a first time parent. It is. It's really hard. There's so much out there and you have to decide what works for you parenting wise and parenting style. I always yeah. tell people like new moms too, like you're going to discover what kind of parent you are, yeah. what works for you and what doesn't. Yeah. I wasn't a onesie user. Mm -hmm. I liked my children See, to be in clothes. All the time my kid was in onesie. See? Underneath exactly. clothes mostly, but right. he was always had that onesie right. on. Oh, yeah. my mom had onesies a lot, but I had the onesies with the pants or like the yeah. little boy ones had shorts and mm -hmm. it was a one piece. I just, I liked my kids in clothes mm -hmm. and my kids have to have outfits. See, I didn't. They're older now, so not so much, but Mara's clothes are still in her drawers by outfits. His first six months of life, he mostly had zipper pajamas on no matter where we went. That's okay. Because I was like, this is so much easier. Because they're amazing. Yeah, zipper like, pajamas for the win. You have, to, you have to know what kind of parent you are. Yeah. Like, I I strive better, and I'm happier when I have boundaries up. Mm -hmm. You know, put yeah. out the sleep training, the, yeah. having the gates up. You yeah. know, my kids are confined because that's how I deal yeah. with stress. Um, but at the same point, you know, other people, like, mm -hmm. the exploration is more important, and that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say, I, I don't know. Yeah, it just, it all, it all mounts together. I think with the parenting advice too, like, it's great to listen to people. And certainly when you have a question, it's awesome to have people yes. to ask. Because um, there are lots of questions at this yes. year. But for the most part, I just feel like do whatever the hell you want. You mm -hmm. know, whatever works for you, whatever feels right, right it's going to be fine. Right. No matter what you do, you are not going to screw up that bad. No. Like, yeah. Take it all down a notch because it's going to be fine. Like yes. no matter no matter what you're doing, what yeah. decision you're making. Like, but you have to. I think you should realize too that you should listen to other moms' advice sometimes, mm -hmm. even if it goes against little. Like, for instance, I think when Max was little, I was mentioning to you that he wouldn't take a pacifier. Yeah. I was really trying because with yeah. the nursing, he would comfort nurse a lot where mm -hmm. he wasn't hungry, but he would just nurse because he liked it, and then he would just vomit all the time. Yeah. And I was like, this is freaking ridiculous. Yeah. 
but I would try to get him to take a pacifier, and he wouldn't. So I was talking to you about yeah. it, Claire, and you were like, "Well, babies don't just take them; you have to make them take them. You have it's to like training. work at it." Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, "Oh, well, I didn't know that. I just assumed some did and some didn't." No. So I made it a point for the next like two weeks. I was constantly like putting it in his yes. mouth and wiggling it a little and trying to make him. And sure enough, he did. Right. Well, and so and this was that, good. That was great for me. This was good advice for my mom mm-hmm. because I'm paranoid and I liked. I was anti SIDS anyway. Yeah, well, who isn't? Who isn't? But my mom was the one that helped a lot. That you know, you have to rub the pacifier on the top of their mouth mm-hmm. to get them just like you do for yeah. nursing you have yeah. to their stuff yeah. reflex and then um you have to keep putting it back in their mouth and mm-hmm. my mom my mom was amazing on that when i was little like she can also give the fastest bath on the planet mm-hmm. by the way like <laughs> the woman's a miracle worker um but to teach she goes you have to teach them to take a pacifier this mm-hmm. whole like oh they just take it magically she yeah goes, they don't, i had no idea until you m- told me that right and just like a lot of babies don't latch and nurse magically yeah. the first time it's the same thing yeah. for for pacifiers yeah. And you have to decide. The main thing is, it's not whether or not your kid will take it. It's whether or not you want your kid to take no, it. No, it's true. It's totally true. And I'm a big fan, too, of the Nooks. Mm-hmm. The That's shaped. what I use, oh, yeah. I like I'm a huge Nook fan. I like I don't like the Soothies. Every That's baby like, seems to people, whack them out of their That's mouth. That's what most people use, are those Soothies. I don't understand. That's then, the ones that hospitals recommend. Well, and it's I funny, think. too, because, like, nipple confusion, which I think is BS, but mm-hmm. the whole, like... But then you're giving them a soothie, which looks exactly like a like a bottle nipple. I don't understand. I don't know. I know all I know is we did the next one back, and he liked them. So and absolutely, and my kids did too. And yeah. it, it, I had a hard time with the second one giving them the binky. I'll yeah, Max was easy. Oh, that was one thing I have to say. I got blessed with that one. Max, mm-hmm. he uh, one day around. One year or maybe a little bit. Yeah. He just didn't want it anymore. That was hey. it. He walked away and never looked back. And I was like, okay, you just did my job for me. Right. Uh, with Connor, we did, we um he got a bad cold and got like a ring around his mouth. Oh. The, you know, the outside of his lip yeah. got real red. So mm-hmm. we're like, no, sorry, you can't um, um, you can't take it. Um, and so he, he did that. And then um, with Mara, I gave it back to her because we went on a trip or something, and yeah. she was my baby. God damn it. <laughs> um, and so we did that for sure. But then um. You know, it was more me for her. But, like, once yeah. I took it away, it, it was she like, was no, fine. we're done. We're too big. Yeah. It, you know what? I didn't freak out. She didn't freak yeah. out. It worked out very that. well. I think a lot of fear with parenting comes from what you think is going to happen, your own, Yeah. you know, your own. You're just, you're, you're what's the word? Like a self-fulfilling prophecy, you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're so worried about it, you make such a big deal out of it. Right. And whereas if you just kind of, like, took mm-hmm. it easy and just went for yes. it, it probably isn't going to be that I'm going to tell another cousin story since I already hit Maggie in this episode. Um... <laughs> My cousin Katie uh, loved nookies. Yeah. They were nookies, and she put them in upside down. <laughs> That's funny. Which is funny. Well, she would um, see little babies with them in, and she'd mm-hmm. go and she'd turn them upside down, and little babies would look at her funny, and then they'd flip <laughs> it back funny. over in their mouth, and she'd turn it back around again. That's cute. Um, but she had the nookie fairy have mm-hmm. to come several times wow. to get rid of her pacifiers because she hid them all in the house. <laughs> so my aunt would think she'd get them all, and then, no, she'd have to go back and find. She'd go, yeah, she'd find more, funny. and then, like, they, they couldn't get them away from her. That's really funny. <laughs> you know, another thing that the, one of the things that I thought with with that pacifier too is at least when you take them away, they're done with them. Um, my I my parents didn't do pacifiers, but I was a thumb sucker. My mom swears that I sucked my thumb till I was twelve. I have no idea if I did or I didn't. I don't really remember, <laughs> but apparently that that is something that I did for a very very long time. Oh, and they were they, they try to get me to stop doing it, but all the things they read about like how were so cruel. Yeah, they're like I'm not putting Tabasco on her thumb. Like that's so mean. They make apparatuses yeah. now. Do they're they? Like a hundred bucks, but like that's it's crazy. like a plastic chunk. Of yeah, <laughs> I didn't mess my teeth up, and I did it every night for a very very long time. So oh. I don't know. Hey. 
but they look beautiful now. <laughs> They're functional. <laughs> They're functional. You can still bite things. <laughs> they work. You don't have a weird thumb. They're not horribly all over the place. No, no, no. It's all good. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming tonight and for all of the wonderful parenting yes, advice that you've great. shown. Um, to the folks at home, don't forget to listen to all of the other wonderful shows on the Disease Network and uh, tune in next week. Um, you can hit me up at um, diseasenetworkhasvd at gmail.com or again, any questions to Claire at gmail.com. You can follow us on uh, Instagram or Twitter at AdVagDialogues and don't forget to cover your stump before you hump. Thanks, guys. Na, 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 na. I want to start a fight. So, so what?